You're listening to the Platte River Bard. <laughs> hello, hello, and welcome to the Platte River Bard. This is Chris Berger. And I'm Sherry Berger. And today we are here with Lauren Medici, the director of engagement programming at Opera Omaha. Lauren, thank you very much for joining us once again. Thank you very much. Welcome. Thanks. I'm so happy to be here. Happy to be back. Well, it's great to have you. And this time we get to see her virtually. We're very excited about that. Yes, indeed. We were not technically um, good enough last time. <laughs> Proficient, yes. Yes. <laughs> We've all now. learned a lot of things in the past year, yes. haven't we? Yes, yes, we have. Yes, we we have. picked up some new skills, didn't we? <laughs> and I learned very quickly that a chord can be a magical thing. Yes, that's right. One specific chord the makes magic the whole chord thing that work. Fixes everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so nice to see you, and we understand that recently Opera Omaha has released their uh, upcoming season. Yeah, we're we're getting ready to getting ready to kick off our season just two weeks from today, actually. So that we're recording right around the corner. Yep. What are you guys kicking off the season with this year? Yeah, we're we're kicking off our season on August twentieth with our ninth annual Opera Outdoors concert ah. uh, in Turner Park. So we're really excited to be able to be back, be back outside with with audiences uh, at Turner Park. It's always a really great family friendly casual concert on the lawn you can bring your chairs and blankets bring a picnic we have a, a picnic contest this year huh. uh that, so we're really leaning into that that outdoor zone there's a there's a kid zone with activities that'll be set up so um it's just a really fun way for us to to kick off our season and and welcome back our community and our community partners and um and get going for the year and last year it was virtually basically on the radio. You, yeah, you, we did. We went back to what in my mind is like classic opera land of a, <laughs> sure. a radio broadcast yeah. of, of an opera concert. And yeah. it, it sounded great. When I was a kid growing up, my grandparents always listened to opera broadcast on the radio. Um, okay. I remember being in the back seat and listening to it. So last year was like a sad to miss our audiences and and to be able to be with everybody in the park but i was really it was it was there was something fun about it so we haven't missed a year so this is our, yes. our ninth annual we're happy to be back uh in person we're partnered with kvno again this year they're they're still our media partner excellent uh and we'll be involved in the show so wonderful that's, that's great one of the things that uh one of the good relationships that came out of the last year that's great. Yeah, it's KBNO, my very favorite radio station. Oh, he does actually. listen to that uh, one a lot. Yes, it's, I guarantee you it's programmed on in my car right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you noticed they didn't have anything like that in Kansas City. So uh, No, no, Kansas City, that. we lost our classical station years and years ago, and I was so excited when I moved up here. It was like, oh, wow, and it's such a great station, too, so... And yeah, we're so lucky to have it in this community. Yes, it's really, and I it's noticed really fabulous. they partner with you guys all the time and the Omaha Symphony mm -hmm. and all that stuff, so it's like, ah, mm -hmm. love it, love it, love it. Yeah. Well, and you've got some other partners that you're working with this year as well and that are involved in your kickoff. Do you want to talk yeah, about that? Yeah, so the Opera Outdoors and in, in being really about community and our community partners, uh, a couple of our community partners are going to actually be part of the concert. They're going to they're gonna sing as part of the concert. The mm. Gotta Be Me Heartlight Choir will be part of our concert as well as the Nelson Mandel Elementary Meerkat Melodies Choir. Mm. Both of those are community partners that we have worked with 
for Holland Community Opera Fellowship for years now. And so it's really exciting to to have them as part of this concert and event. One of the reasons we're excited to have Gotta Be Me, for example, performing is they have an all abilities choir for individuals that have um, all sorts of abilities and disabilities. And, and some of those are on the autism spectrum. Another big community partner for us this year for this concert is Autism Action Partnership. Yeah. We're actually working with them on like a couple of projects throughout the whole season. And this is really um, kicking it off. It's going to be an inclusive performance. So they'll be there and have an info table, have sensory kits available for checkout for anybody who is interested in one of those. But also we've worked with them to make a lot of the information about the concert available in advance so families and individuals who might want to know more about what is this experience going to be like, where where's a map look like, what do I need to know before I show up so they can really plan what their concert experience is going to be like and determine if this is something that's going to be comfortable for them. It's all there on our website now. And so they've been a great partner and great guidance. And uh, we're going to have some some staff training with them as well uh, in advance of the concert. So that's a new partnership for us this year that, uh, that I'm excited about. So how does that, that going to look like in your performances the rest of your season? Yeah. So there's already a lot of things in what we've learned with working with autism action partnership is there are a lot of things that we could be doing that aren't necessarily about changing performances or changing the, the performance experience. So much of it is about just being clear and communicating beforehand. Right. And there are just slight adjustments, like what we're making for Opera Outdoors to make sensory kits available mm-hmm. to there's an area that that AAP families know they can go to where there'll be some extra space so they can be there. But also it's very much about for us at Opera Omaha, and especially in our community events, what we always try and do, and we maybe don't talk about it, so we're going to be more thoughtful about talking about it and sharing it, that we want all of our community programming to be welcoming to anybody and accessible to anybody and the way that you interact with and respond to a performance all of that is okay we did we did a series about small outdoor community neighborhood park concerts in the spring and one of the great things about that is we're just going to pop up in your neighborhood and you can come by and just experience the opera however you want. So it seems like Opera Outdoors was a great way to kick this off because we're in a park and there's plenty of space. Yeah. And and we always have people who are like deep opera fanatics who know every single piece that we're, that mm-hmm. we're performing. Mm-hmm. And then we have people who, you know, kind of stumble upon us in the park on a Friday night and mm-hmm. are, are wondering what's happening. Yeah. And you can really experience opera in the way that's comfortable for you and we welcome you to do that so yeah. that's that's kind of the big thing there'll be some other pieces that are part of it when we're at the orpheum there are some things that are that are already in place there that will will make it easy there's you know working on some social stories and things like that so people can know what to expect before they come to a performance and and what that's going to look like so yeah so that'll be a work in in progress over the course of this season i'm so glad that you guys are doing it that way and are thinking in those terms it's very forward thinking and i'm really yeah. glad that you guys are leading the charge absolutely yeah and so uh gotta be me is is going to be working with you guys and also you said the nelson mandela choir yes we've been working with um nelson mandela elementary school we're going into our fifth year of working with them all right they're a fantastic meerkats melody choir that has <laughs> just grown exponentially um you know since we we started our relationship started five years ago and they have so many more kids in the, in the choir now. And it's so great. So um, we weren't able to, to work with that choir last year for obvious reasons. And so we're back. uh, They're back with us this year. We'll be outside. It'll be great. Those kids are magic. 
they're really exciting. We're really happy to have them at the at the beginning of the concert. They just set a really great energy and tone. Yeah. Um, and it's always really fun to to see them in that environment and to and to help highlight that connection for our audiences who may not know the work that our fellows do, the work of the fellowship, um, and uh, and that we're there. So, yeah. So the content of the of the outdoors function, what kind of other things are, are going to be happening on the schedule? Yeah, so we have um, those community partners are part of the performances. Our Holland Community Opera Fellows will be performing uh, as well as some guest artists uh, who are coming into Omaha for the concert. Actually, one of our guest artists is 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 an Omaha artist who sings internationally and oh, happens nice. to live here. Nice. And we've worked with him. As well as our Opera Omaha Chorus, uh, mm. who will be featured as part of the concert. Uh, and it'll be a wonderful mix of opera favorites. There will be a couple of pieces of music that will, uh, if you come to our, our season operas, you'll see coming up in our uh in the future okay, happening some teases yeah a little bit of a tease yeah. so you can hear hear what you might want to hear more of nice um there's also some musical theater favorites in there so it, it's cool. just kind of every year it's kind of a good mix of things of that you might hear coming up in the season but also just some fun things that everybody knows there's always one or two pieces in this concert that if you don't know any opera at all and you only know opera from like the snippets you hear in Looney Tunes or yeah, exactly. or whatever. That's how a lot of us were introduced to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You will know, you'll go to this concert and you'll be like, oh, I don't know any opera. And then you'll hear this song and you'll be like, I do know opera. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah. that's always that's always fun. And, and I think that's what makes this concert so enjoyable. There's a little bit of something for everybody musically. Um, as part of this concert and, and we're on the lawn. So you bring your chairs yes. and your blanket, you bring your own food and picnic this year. We're doing, we're introducing a picnic contest Ooh. with prizes. So if you are a, uh, competitive host or hostess, <laughs> yes. um, you can set up a, set up a picnic contest details for that are on our website. Um, those will be announced the night of, we have a kid zone with tons of free activities for kids. There's some arts and crafts happening over there. Mm. Um, we'll have the balloon artist there, and all of that is free. So the park opens at 5.30, so that's when you can come and set up your competitive picnic uh, and just spend some time on the lawn. But also that's when the kids zone opens, so we'll have some some games and things there too. So it's a really Neat. fun, really fun event for the community. And what artists will be part of the concert? Who can people expect to see? Yeah, so after our community partners kick us off, um, we will see our Holland Community Opera Fellows, Jared Hiscock, Jamie Webb, uh, and our Community Opera Fellow, Fernando Antonio Montajano, will be one of our co-hosts, along with Chris Allen from KVNO. Uh, some guest artists that we'll have in town for the concert are Hilary Ginther, uh, Taylor Staten, and Kevin Thompson. So Hillary will be uh, coming up in the winter or next spring with us in Eugene on Yegan. Uh, and Taylor Staten is actually a, a local Omaha-based artist. He sings all over the world, uh, but he was in Upper Omaha's Elixir of Love back in 2019. So that'll be fun. And then of course, our fabulous Upper Omaha Chorus, which is all local singers and artists, will be a big part of the concert this year. So we're excited for that. Oh, wonderful. So Hillary is, she sings mezzo-soprano, Taylor mm -hmm. is a tenor, and Kevin is bass. Yes. Mm -hmm. And who are your directors for this production? 
Yeah, so the music direction for this concert is the wonderful Sean Kelly, who's Upper Omaha's head of music. So he is with us all of the time uh, and will be very familiar to Omaha audiences. And then our stage director is Frances Rabelais, who uh, is, I think this was her first time with us at Upper Omaha, but we're excited. We're excited to have her here. What, what would you say to someone who, besides the fact that people have heard opera and don't realize that they've heard it before, what would you say to someone who really kind of wants to go to, you know, kick it up a notch and get into another level of opera? Like what kind of classics would they start with or what would you recommend? Yeah, I think there's so, the great thing is there's such variety. There's definitely the classics that everybody knows, but there's a lot of interesting new opera that's out there. One of the great things about the pandemic too is that now um, there is so much opera that's available for you to watch online Um, and to be able to, to be able to kind of explore and, and get a sense of um, what's for you. And the thing I always say is it's like any other art form, you know, don't try just one opera. And if it's not for you, be yeah. like, no opera whatsoever is for me. You right. wouldn't do that with a movie. You wouldn't watch one um, horror movie and be like, nope, all movies totally done for me. Like you might just be more of a comedy yeah. person yeah. or you might be really into, um, you know, the the bel canto opera or um or maybe more contemporary modern work is what's really interesting for you Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of there's a lot of possibilities Mm -hmm. um and over the last you know 18 months so many more of them are now able to be to be viewed online so you can do a little exploring and get a little taste of what's the thing that really sticks for me yeah and you don't have to know italian or another language to to enjoy it you, or listen to you it. absolutely don't mm-hmm. one of the things we're doing this year so if you come to Upper outdoors we have fantastic co-hosts so this year our co-hosts are chris allen from kvno oh excellent. Um, and one of our other co-hosts is fernando antonio montano who's one of our holland community opera fellows Ooh. and he's a local writer and poet and um he's a fantastic host, loves opera is totally into it so they're gonna set you up for like what are these songs that i'm gonna that I'm going to hear that maybe I don't know all the words to. Perfect. You don't need to know. You'll yeah. totally get you'll totally get it without that. But this year we're also um, we started piloting using a new program called Live Note where you can watch the super titles on your phone. Oh. Um, so you can you can follow along with super titles. There'll be QR codes up in the park. We'll let you know how to get oh. onto that onto that website you don't need to download an app it's just a website so you don't need another app clogging up your phone what a and neat idea so if, yeah so yeah. if you're the person who really does want to follow along with super titles and know everything that's happening you can do that right on your phone mm-hmm. in the park yeah oh how neat what a neat idea to post qr codes that's yeah, yeah, so, yeah. that's such a cute idea that's great i love it yeah because apps can be difficult to, to start <laughs> yeah, for sure that's, that's a great way around that <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Chris just did a play and we had to buy um, some old fashioned slippers for him. Oh, <laughs> He's yeah. laughing because he knows where I'm going to go. Yeah. With this. <laughs> and um, the funny thing is the, the one, the kind of slippers that the script called for were are apparently now called opera shoes. Or opera slippers. Opera slippers. Oh. And they're like the old fashioned slippers that have kind of the little, um, 
kind of a fold yeah. in the, in the middle. Like, yeah, yeah. They kind of come down in the middle. They're not solid all the way around. They got a heel and they got a toe and they're usually leather and they're very nice. And <clears throat> I have no idea why they're called opera slippers. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I was wondering if you knew, and we can edit this out. Yeah, I was just wondering if you, you knew. I do not. I do not know. I'm so intrigued. But, I know. But I will also say now I'm going to go ask. We have some really great like cost we have some really great costume designers who yeah. we worked with um who are coming to town and so i will i'm gonna go i'm gonna go ask them and, and ask them if I'm they've ever heard know. of it because if anybody knows it's our really it's our great costume folks oh so yeah they'll, they'll i mean we were kind of wondering if in back in the day that you had to wear a certain kind of slipper with your I, i'm thinking you know back in the tux 17 1800s mm. opera houses were they so had beautiful nice the streets were so filthy carpet. maybe they made you take off your shoes and put on special slippers like yeah. a bowling alley or something well they did but also you had that you but opera at the time that you're talking about was also really for the people yes you know you also had you also had everybody who could who could kind of be on the on the main level and it was just popular entertainment. Huh. So, you you know, yeah. yes, you had people in the boxes who it was about, sure. you know, showing up and all of that. Yeah. But you also had had people who were just coming in and, and wanting to experience it and are paying, you know, the equivalent of your, like, general admission yeah. ticket yeah. to come in. So it wasn't it wasn't always this this kind of, like, elite thing. Um, yes. Huh. I wonder. So yeah. So the play that he was in was, I think it spanned from eighteen. Oh, it was like eighteen ninety-five to nineteen forty-five. Okay. Yeah. And he would have been like in the nineteen fifteen range. Yeah, fifteen twenty. Anyway, okay. so he's got opera shoes now yeah. that yeah. he will probably never wear to opera. You're ready. <laughs> I'm ready for, I don't know what. But <laughs> I'm ready. Well, but that's one of the things too that I love when we're when we're. I'm so excited to have audiences back this year because one oh, of my favorite yes. things yeah. about working for the opera is uh, the energy that happens in the lobby before a show. Um, mm -hmm. One of the things I learned about myself during the pandemic is, is one of the things I really love about arts experience is experiencing it with other people yeah. mm -hmm. and all the other people who are there. And so I love the energy of everybody who comes to an opera, you know, before the show in the lobby, you can feel it. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, when we're at the Orpheum, what I also love is Omaha has this really, I think it's a, a really kind of accessible, accepting culture of like people come to the opera in whatever they're most comfortable in. Yeah. Like some people show up in like are using it as an excuse to go out and dress up and are in, yeah. you know, a full length gown with a cape attached to it. Great. <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Sure. And then we have people, you know, who are coming in in their favorite jeans and 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 their favorite top. And all of it is great because, you know, we want you to be here in whatever way feels good to you. And, and you know, we're just excited that you're here and you're excited to be here. Yeah. Um, but that's my my favorite thing. I love I love seeing all our audience members. I love the people watching. So if you come to the opera and you're wearing your opera shoes, <laughs> I need you to stop me in the lobby or on the lawn or at the park, like wherever you are, yeah. and show me these opera shoes. They're, they're very comfy. I'm going to email you a pic, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. Well, he accidentally wore them out on the cement, so then I yelled at him because they were like 60 bucks. Yeah, I know. They're not cheap. Opera shoes, not cheap. These are not outside. Shoes. No, they no. are not. 
<laughs> well, they felt they were so comfortable. I just walked outside. I was yeah. like, whoops. Off the shoes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Weird. But you know, Omaha is so lucky to have you. You are you are Omaha native, Omaha area mm-hmm. native. We are so lucky yes. to have you and your enthusiasm. Yes. Do you want to tell us a little bit about how you got into opera? Because you got in as a young person. I did. Yeah. I um, was always interested in the arts and I always did theater. Uh, and when I was in high school at Elkhorn High School, um, it was back when Opera Omaha had kind of a like a touring troupe that would go to different schools and do different things. Yeah. And they came to our high school. We were doing a project with our English class the year they presented Cold Sassy Tree. And um, we saw the performance and I was like, oh, that was really great and interesting. But then they also extended an invitation of if we wanted to come to a dress rehearsal, you know, we could come and see what it was like. And so um, with a small group of, of a couple of the other students, we, someone's mom drove us from Elkhorn down to the Orpheum. Um, it was a really snowy night. So I imagine it was like kind of our winter opera oh, slot. Yeah. And um, because of the weather, there weren't that many people there. So they were like, you can sit wherever you want. Oh. So we watched La Boheme. Uh, from one of the boxes at the Orpheum, oh, and it was on. such a cool experience. And uh, you know, I've all, I've connected with really that power of storytelling that opera has. Um, and it was a really awesome moment. And um, so I went to school, and I went to school and did theater and did business and moved into doing arts administration. Um, and that's what I've been doing kind of professionally since I graduated from college. Uh, I lived on the East Coast for about, uh, went to school in Texas and then lived on the East Coast for about eight years in Princeton, New Jersey, um, and did arts administration work uh, and switched over um, and really focused on arts and health and arts and healthcare. And I have a master in arts and medicine. Um, and then four and a half, I almost, I'm starting my fifth season with Opera Omaha this year. Um, I came back to Omaha to work with Opera Omaha in this this engagement role as we were launching the Holland Community Opera Fellowship. Um, And it was a really perfect mashup of the things that I was doing with arts and um, different communities and and human service organizations and health organizations and, and working with different uh, populations. Um, and so I got to bring that and do that here with Upper Omaha in, in Omaha, where I'm excited to, you know, to be again. So I'm yeah. uh, definitely a, an Omaha boomerang. Um, <laughs> totally happy, happy to be back. So That's great, though. And I think it's so good for people to hear not only the stories about people getting into the arts and making a career out of it, whether you're a performer or on you're on the business side. But I don't think we talk enough about the people on the business side because to be on the business side, you have to have a really solid understanding of, of the actual, whether it's theater or opera or symphony or whatever, you have to have a good understanding of it and an appreciation for it, I think. And I, I don't know if, if young people see it as something that's viable. You know, so it's so good to see you doing that. Yeah, I definitely didn't know this was a thing when I was in high school. And I was, you know, deeply involved, but it it wasn't it wasn't a thing. I got into doing arts admin because I was also doing um, like DECA and FBLA and that sort of stuff. And um, 
and then got to college and had a professor who, who kind of said, I, I see you're like a double major. Is this the path you want to go down? I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm glad if the, if the podcast could kind of highlight those things because yes. I don't think that people in the arts realize that there, there could be a place for them someplace else. Yeah. Um, maybe not that maybe they're not on stage and maybe they're not ready to, 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 learn an instrument or whatever, but yeah, just because you're not on stage doesn't mean you, yeah, there's, there's plenty of other stuff and, to do. And you know, sometimes I think that people who are not performers make, make really good behind the scenes because they have such a good understanding of it. They don't have to do it to understand it, they, but they have other gifts that they can bring. You have to be passionate and excited about it. But also I think one of the best things is when we, we kind of real realize where our own superpowers are. Hmm. Um, and that happened for me in college. I got to college and I really still loved acting and being on stage, but just kind of had a realization that that wasn't something I wanted to pursue professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I thought almost all the way through college that it would still be a hobby. And then uh, and then it turned out that uh, the recession hit and it made sense to go take a, you know, take a internship working at a theater company for a year. Yeah. And and wait for and wait for things to recover and um and that you know that choice kind of changed everything yeah. for me. But yeah. it is you know there are so many there are so many roles in in arts organizations that um, we need people for mm-hmm. you know and that yeah. take all all different types of skill sets um, and so you know, those, those behind the scenes jobs are really important. And that's, that's just the administrative side. That's not even going into how many people on a, on a crew, you know, as, as backstage support, as a stage hand are needed to, you know, to make all of this, all of this happen. Um, You know, there, there are so many of those in in those roles. So, Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so neat. And you bring such a great enthusiasm um, to it. You know, it's, I think it's really important to have that as well and have a real enthusiasm for, for opera and the arts. So that's great. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your story. I really think that it's good for people to hear, to hear the stories of the performers and the people involved in the arts, just, just to hear their stories. Yep. But, um, Yeah. So one of the things that they can do, obviously, you've got some kids who are um, going to be here at at the outdoor concert. So they're getting mm-hmm. they're getting kind of a firsthand knowledge of uh, of the opera. And is there a, going to be like a cover charge for this for people to come in or how is that going to work? Yeah. The best part about opera outdoors is it's totally 100 percent free. Nice. You, oh wow. Yeah, you just you show up in the park. There's no That's tickets. It. You yeah. don't have to RSVP. Um, one of the beautiful things about Turner Park is that space is so lovely, and yeah. there's plenty of space for for everybody at the park. And so mm-hmm. you could pull up your blanket front and center. If that's the, that's the area you want to be in, you can be kind of back under the trees. Um, you know, they are opera singers, so you will hear them <laughs> whenever you choose to sit in the park. All true. <laughs> oh, I wish. Chris has got that loudness, but I don't. <laughs> Not as loud as I used to I be. can scream. <laughs> That's great. What a nice thing for you guys to do for the community on top of it all. So, 
Yeah, we love it. We love we love starting our season in this way and um at Upper Omaha, the, the work that we do in and with community throughout the whole year uh, is really central to, to who we are and who we believe ourselves to be as a company. And, um, you know, we really feel like we have a have a role and a responsibility to do programming that is serving the community and is responsive to the community. And, and really our role as a, a creative and artistic resource broadly right. to the to the Omaha community and um so for us you know to to start our season in this way and especially after a year of not really yeah. being able to have you know big performances right. this is a really exciting God, way God. for us to come back i also think it's a really great way to come back if if you are nervous about you know coming back yeah. and and being in crowds and with people mm-hmm. and all those things yes. Totally get yes. it. This is kind of a nice entry point. It's outdoors. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of space, so you can you can know you can have that that personal space if that's what you yeah. need. Um, and it's also you know part of it being free and open to the public is is you can come and see how you feel. Yeah. Um, yeah. We we always have some folks who who come and and just discover it. You know, they're just out on a out on a Friday night walking around. They hear they hear the opera. You know, coming over the coming over the speakers and just kind of stroll over. And those moments of discovery, I think are really cool. Mm-hmm. Well, and then your next actual indoor isn't until, uh, for a while, it isn't even until the end of October. So there's there's time for everybody to kind of get mm-hmm. in that mindset for the, mm-hmm. for the next big show. Yep. Yeah, and the next big show. And speaking of the next big shows coming up, anything you can maybe tease about the big uh, in- inside <laughs> shows coming up? Uh- yeah, so our Orpheum Theater season for this year, we've announced um, by the time this podcast comes out, single tickets will be on sale for Excellent. those. So uh, you can get single tickets for those. Uh, we'll be starting the season in October with the Capulets and the Montagues, uh, which is not the Romeo and Juliet <sighs> story by Shakespeare, okay. but based on the same Italian Renaissance fable. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of things, interesting things to consider there about adaptation. And if you are a Shakespeare lover and like deeply familiar with Romeo and mm-hmm. Juliet, um, y- it will be really cool to come to the opera and be like, how are they telling this story differently yeah. in this opera yeah. that has the same, you know, original fable source material, but is is not the it's Shakespeare, not Shakespeare. Story. That's really um, cool. It is cool. Yeah, so that production will be is directed by James Dara, who has worked with Opera Omaha for many years and many seasons. He's one of our favorite creative collaborators. And um, it was going to be part of the one festival in 2020 that got uh, canceled. Oh. And so we're excited to be able to be presenting it now um, and uh, have a lot of the, the artists, a lot of the creative team who were working on that. Um, are coming back to us oh, wow. for for October, wow. so we're excited for we're excited for that. Uh, and then in the winter, we will be doing Sweeney Todd, no. uh, yep. yeah, which is really exciting. Um, that will be directed by Susan Clement of the Blue Barn Theater, yeah, okay, uh, and then conducted by Hal France. So we've got some great Omaha creatives leading Good. that production that I think will be really interesting and beautiful yeah. in the Orpheum that Theater. That was the first opera uh, I ever saw then, Sweeney Todd. That huh. was the first one. Yeah, it's we're excited to to 
bring that to to Omaha audiences at the Orpheum on that on that scale. And then in April, we will be doing Eugene Onegin, okay. uh, which with a new production um, that will be really beautiful. Um, you'll if you come to Opera Outdoors, you'll hear some of the chorus pieces oh. from Me. Eugene Onegin. Okay. Kind of uh, we'll be in the in Opera Outdoors and um, Hillary Ginther, who is in Opera Outdoors as well, will be singing the role of Olga in our production in the spring. Excellent. So you can get a little preview yeah, of that. Yeah. I like that. Uh, in I like that. That's a great tease. And yeah. you can do season tickets as well as just the individual. Yeah, we have to subscribe for the three operas. It is totally a better deal right. than, than doing single okay. single sure. tickets mm-hmm. yeah um and it's also you know that's the other part there's there's different a lot of different price points for coming to the yeah. opera i think there's a real perception that it's oh it'll be really expensive yeah. there are certainly seats that are not much more expensive than you know mm-hmm. uh expensive a 3d movie ticket oh. uh, fair enough so, and as we we like to say in the theater world, the original three. Yes, indeed. Uh, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so those are definitely things to look at, and um, you know, you can go on, you can do that online. You can call our box office uh, and get that that all set up. But now's a really good time to to do that and and make your plans because we'd love to see you. At the yeah, office. I would love to go. Absolutely. And you know, I just have. Um, as you've been talking, I've just been thinking about all of the things that you adapted to in the last year and all of the virtual mm-hmm. things that, yeah. that you offered to the community. And I just think that's really um, commendable that you were able to engage the rest of us. Yeah, you guys did a ton of stuff time. during lockdown and all that. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We did. We did. You know, it was really great in our engagement education programming, our Holland Community Opera Fellows who work with community partners and design responsive programming really knocked it out of the park this year. They did like 150 plus programs or workshops wow. over the course of the year with, with those community partners and really um, were so, you know, flexible and adaptive and, and changing all the time of what is, what is programming want and need to be. Mm-hmm. We did, um, you know, a lot of virtual programming for general audience as well. We were part of a, an opera that had um, a VR experience yeah, as part yeah. of it and 3D motion capture. Um, we had some programming that came out of our ABLE series um, that was really meaningful. And so it was a year that was, I think it's fair to say for everybody, it was a really hard year in season. Yes. But when you look back on it, there are so many things that we did that I'm really proud yes. of and we're really cool were. yeah yeah um, and learn new things and new ways and to i do think stuff. we yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so many things yeah. and some of those things we'll keep we'll keep I'm gonna doing. Say, yeah, anything you guys learned from you the know, pandemic that, are you going to continue yeah 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 so our poetry and music project that we do um every season with opening it up to students across Nebraska and Iowa to submit poetry and then composers select some of those pieces to turn to music. We made our writing workshops totally virtual Mm -hmm. this year and reached over 500 students with virtual writing workshops in the fall. Um, And then we turned um, our music workshops to make sure those students whose poets were selected get time with musicians and the composers to impact that, that process 
they were those were also virtual and then our concert was live streamed and it was great because we could reach some of these students in in parts of nebraska out in scott's bluff that we had never yeah. been able to reach with writing workshops before when we were only doing them in person yeah. Yeah. um or you know being able to be part of a, a music workshop you know, to not have to drive three hours for yeah. a one hour workshop. And we figured out really great ways that everybody could participate in this virtual space and still have a really valuable experience. That's so neat. we'll keep some of those those elements as we yeah. as we move forward. And within our fellowship programming, fellowship programming is always responsive to partner needs. So we have some partners who virtual programming really worked for some of their groups and participants. And so um, we're, we're planning to go back in a, in a hybrid model where for some of those will be in person, for some of them will be virtual. That's, that's so. so neat that people are adapting. Yeah. I mean, at least if there's going to be something good that comes out of everything, at least. At least we learned got something. some things yes. like that that are. <laughs> yeah. Fun. Yeah. Thank you so much for everything that you do yes, for the community. And especially for kids learning the arts. Um, you, you guys are really playing a huge role in that. And I appreciate it. Awesome. Well, one thing I will call out because you mentioned kids is we will have a education, uh, special education email list that that is created this year that goes out with opportunities for students and for teachers to sign up for. What a great idea. um, Yeah. Yeah. So we do we do free student dress rehearsals uh, and we will we're planning to bring those back for this season as well. So students can can experience the opera for younger students that um, the operas that we're doing might not quite be age appropriate. We'll uh, put together some some other resources because one of the other benefits is there are great virtual resources from opera companies all across the country that now you can, you know, you can check out and explore and experience without it without it being limited by geography. So that's great. Well, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. And we hope that the the event is successful. Out, 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 outdoor events right now have been going gangbusters. So, you know, break all the legs and uh, I, I'm sure it'll be great. Thank you. We're looking forward to it. And, uh, and I hope we'll see you there and, and see everybody there out at yes. the park. Thank you. <laughs> Opera Outdoors will be held on August 20th at Turner Park at Midtown Crossing. That's at 3110 Farnham Street in Omaha. Lawn and Kids Zones open at 5.30 p.m. and the concert begins at 7 p.m. For more information, including the picnic contest, go to the website operaomaha.org. Thank you for listening and supporting the arts in the Platte River area and beyond. Please subscribe to our podcast so you are sure to catch all of our future episodes and join us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Music for this podcast was used with permission by Screaming Skull Productions. See you next time on the Platte River Bard.